www.healthcmi.com, acupuncture continuing education online today. Acupuncture provides schizophrenia relief. This article was published September 30th, 2019 at healthcmi.com. Simply click on news and go to the article. I'm Adam White, licensed acupuncturist. Welcome. Let's look at this. The Harbin First Specialized Hospital researchers determined that acupuncture enhances the effects of the antipsychotic medication clozapine in the relief of refractory schizophrenia. The study combined clozapine with acupuncture uh, in one group uh, versus a clozapine um, monotherapy group in another group. And, and what happened was in the acupuncture plus the medication group, they had a 94.3 total effective uh, rate, 94.3%. In the drugs-only group, it was 73.3%. Uh, so there was a nice bump. Even more interesting was that the adverse effects rates in the acupuncture plus drug group was 8.6% versus 36.7% for drugs only. So we see here that acupuncture mitigates, reduces the adverse effect rate of the drug. This is not unusual. We see that in a lot of research. So keep in mind, this is not saying that acupuncture is a cure for schizophrenia, simply that it is effective in controlling it or managing it, which is a very difficult process because then patients must be compliant. And if they're suffering from schizophrenia, they often will not likely wind up in an acupuncturist's office on a routine basis due to the nature of the mental disorder itself. Uh, the idea of staying on a regular schedule uh, and uh, making appointments and getting in and having access to family members or caretakers to help them with this process as well. Uh, let, let us just say there's a lot of variables in trying to get them into a regular clinical regimen to get healthy. Uh, before I go on, I, I do want to share some personal things. I'll give an example. In my own clinic, I had a patient come in and she thanked me because she came in, she does suffer from schizophrenia. And when she's on her medication, she does pretty well. When she goes off of her medication, she can wander off and be found on some area of the world, sometimes naked, having stayed up for days and gone into a form of a manic phase with it and not really knowing who she was or where she was, things like that. It, it, a lot goes on. It's a very serious disorder. But when she was in my clinic uh, not too long ago, she said to me something interesting. She said, you know, when I came in here, I had eight voices in my head. And I just wasn't really sure which one was me. But after the acupuncture, I have one voice and I know it's me. So acupuncture can help order, we say order the meridians, or you would say balance things like sympathetic and parasympathetic divisions, the autonomic nervous system and such, whatever way you want to understand how it works in terms of an ancient description or a modern definition, how acupuncture activates the DMN in the brain for functional connectivity between brain centers, for example. We know that acupuncture does that with MRI research. So we can say with certainty that acupuncture has mental health benefits and we can measure its effects on autonomic nervous system output as well as functional connectivity in the brain. We can describe it in ancient terms of meridians and chi flow, things like that. We can also talk about serum levels in the blood and how they're affected. 
whatever way you want to understand it, uh, these researchers, and I agree, mentioned that acupuncture is safe, reliable, and worthy of recommendation. And I was quoting from the um, research. And this comes to us from one of our translators in the United Kingdom who does a lot of research, and she translated this original Chinese research into English for us. Now, this is not a standalone. This is not an isolated type of research. A lot of research shows that acupuncture can help with mental health issues, benefits at default mode network of the brain and functional connectivity, and can help people with this particular disorder. But we have to understand the context that it's not necessarily a curative rate when we're talking about total effective rates, and that's what I was getting to. So when we say it was a 94.3% total effective rate, we're not saying they were almost completely cured. We're saying that the overwhelming majority of people benefited from the treatment to where it was clinically significant. And there are tiers of efficaciousness. So yes, some people were relatively balanced and temporarily cured, while others were simply more calm and able to gain control of themselves in a, in a much healthier way. This is what we're talking about in the total effective rate. And they would need follow-up care. This is something that is systemically and in terms of the brain uh, something that's going to recur because it's due to an imbalance physically uh, in the functioning of the brain. So again, some of our larger concerns is how to establish regularity for these people in terms of making their acupuncture appointments or even just taking their drugs. So they might be given pills and they may be helping them, but they may not always take them or choose to take them. So this is really, the compliance issue is really one of the core issues in helping people with schizophrenia. The nice thing about this article is it gives all the acupuncture points. It also gives some secondary points in addition to the primary points, specifically for situations where people have auditory hallucinations, visual hallucinations, or delusions. And so there's some secondary points that you add into the main primary prescription that's listed here for those particular conditions. And then the article even lets acupuncturists know what type of needle was used, how it was done, things like this. It's also a great article because the layperson can read it and get a really good idea of what to expect. So they do break down the total effective rate into relative curative rate versus very effective versus very poor outcomes. Suffice to say that ultimately, we're not necessarily saying that any result is satisfactory. In other words, acupuncturists do not have a cure, but we can see a high degree of excellent responses. So in an ideal situation, these patients will get regular acupuncture just every week. And this is what's required for schizophrenia. It's hard to imagine what it would be like to suffer from this disorder and not always being in relative control of one's life and mental faculties. And to have something that could be so helpful but not available or not organized in such a way that it can be made available is really missing an opportunity to help root out suffering. So again, if you go to HealthCMI and look for this article, it's entitled Acupuncture Provides Schizophrenia Relief. Just click on news, look for that article. You'll, you'll see a lot of really good stuff in there.
It gives exact dosages of the medicine used, adverse effect rates, broken down a little bit more. I think you'll find it very interesting. And it's, it's something to really think about in terms of access to mental health care and what we as a society want to provide for people. It, there's a lot here. And mental health extends far beyond just schizophrenia. But the results here are very clear. It's been my personal experience in acupuncture, having worked in this field for approximately 30 years, that this is accurate and does reflect what we see in the clinic. But again, it's a long way from that person doing their daily lifestyle than actually making it into your clinic. There's a long, it's a world away. And even with a caring family, even with occasional caretakers, outside of an institutional level situation, it's hard for them to maintain that regularity. So access to care and compliance, I still think is the number one issue. Nonetheless, I feel this is very valuable. And if there's a way to organize things for these people such that this could be made available, and that is, again, beyond our scope at the Healthcare Medicine Institute, we're interested in what protocols are exactly beneficial and provide optimal benefits. But there are other types of organizations that work on the specifics of, of helping people gain access to care. And that can be everything from transportation for the elderly to people with mental health issues, having people guide them and get them into the office and helping these arrangements. So that is a huge component here. So this research on its own says, yes, it works, but how do we build this into someone's regimen and keep it there is, is a bigger question, which I'd like to see answers. Well, thank you for listening. If you like us, please give us a like in the um, iTunes store area in under podcasts, things like that, or leave a review, things you'd like to see or want to see, articles and topics you'd like to have covered. Thank you for listening. www.healthcmi.com.